0: What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Respect the Game. And I know this is probably throwing y'all off guard for all those who watch the show most of the time uh, through the video through the video format. We in the building. We are in the building. Me, myself, my brother Shineheart Izzo my brother Black Peace. And yes, unfortunately, we are not in full strength because our brother I Am Sedacious is not in the building. None of us give him traveling grace as he's on the highways and byways, steadily working through the holidays. Uh, love you, our brother. we probably put a, a pre-clip up before the show or after the show. The show we called you, uh, but you did pick up. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully you join us while we're shooting this podcast live in the flesh. This isn't the first time we've been together. Uh, well, we've never been together, all four of us, but we have been together individually shooting episodes. They got lost in the crossfires of transporting and um, hard drives failing or whatever. But nonetheless, beyond us finally being together in the flesh, this episode is also special because we have been long overdue to do an episode together to commemorate and celebrate our 100th episode. And man, it has sincerely been a very 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 long 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 time coming i don't think we all been together in the same building since the wedding uh, so definitely special to be back together in the same building uh and yeah man uh thank y'all for still sticking with us for so long through the past 100 plus episodes and counting we're going to continue to get better going to continue to keep pushing life Definitely, speaking for myself, life can just be life and getting in the way. And so, you know, we're running to those, running to those roadblocks of just staying consistent uh, and, you know, continuing to push content out. But but no, man, we're gonna stay trucking along. We're gonna continue to uh, keep building. And uh, as always, don't take it for granted and saying it. I always feel that, that it is imperative to say it. Thank y'all for taking out the time to listen to us, support us, watch our content, share it. Um, we're going to keep going, man We're going to keep going My name is Edward Named after a Trillo G That being my pop Shout out to my mother and my grandmother For helping raise me too Please make sure you go follow At Stats For all your up-to-date High school, pro, and collegiate sports coverage We'll keep you up-to-date On all that is going on In the beautiful sports world Day-to-day uh, And as always, man What is a podcast without your brother? In
1: Big brother Iron man Sean, where is oh uh Man, in the flesh for real time, <laughs> you know. Um, Shine horse surgical pigs coming to a digital wallet for you. You can get surgical, get your surgical needs. Surgeons are on demand, on standby, ready to provide. Um, you know, collect
2: and uh, you did what I'm saying. Respect the game. And it is the host with the <laughs> most that blows the most. flat piece, right bloody hip hop plug. Y'all yeah, be sure to go check out and Smoke. It's dropped a recent episode. Uh, shout out to my guy, uh, Trap a Little Ross. We talk about some, uh, some uh, what is that, podcasting, you know, playing views on there. Uh, so be sure go check out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your dope podcast from. Let's go. Yeah, man. Again, shout out to our brother,
0: I Am Sedacious. Go follow him at I Am Sedacious. Hopefully he logged on, but if not, love you, my brother. We're going to hold it down for you um, until we can all be in the same building together shooting another episode. Man last uh, today's Tuesday, we got Thanksgiving. Last night, Monday night football, the Chiefs lose to the Eagles. Call me crazy if you think I'm crazy. In terms of talking about fantasy, I am ready to do away with Patrick Mahomes. Not because of Patrick Mahomes, but because his wide receiving core is making it impossible for him to be great. Am I crazy for being ready to just throw away Patrick Mahomes under
1: those conditions? Marquez, Marquez Valdez Scanty should be on Indeed. <laughs> 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 he said Indeed. <laughs> I can't even really get a sponsor. Seriously, like, and nah, we don't want to sponsor Indeed. you got a lot of data leaks. I think my data leaked on there. I've been getting spam calls from Nigeria, so I ain't too happy with Indeed right now. But, uh, nah. Uh, it's just been an excellent year of quarterbacking for Patrick Mahomes, but if you look at his team and roster, man, uh, his receivers lead the league in drop passes, and Marquez Valdez, Scanley specifically, and um, throws that are 20-plus yards down the field, he had six drops, and I believe that is tops in the league, so uh, yeah, man, they suck, uh, to be quite frank with you. Um, it, it, it don't look good. That was a game that the Chiefs had, readily won. Um, their defense played outstanding the whole game. Um, if you watch that game, uh, they, they pretty much had, um, they had A.J. Brown bottled up, man. One catch for eight yards, um, you know, that's, that's tough. Um, this is the best defense Patrick Holmes has had in his career, and it's a shame that he has to accompany that with the worst receiving court that he's had by far in his career. So, you know, I think this'll be the first year that, you know, Patrick Mahomes will get to sleep in his bed, um, you know, before those playoff games. They might have to go on the road. Not to say they can't take that show on the road, but it'll definitely be difficult with, you know, the receivers doing or not doing what they're supposed to do right now. But, you know, hey, we, we let the trade deadline go past. We didn't we didn't try to go get DeAndre Hopkins at the beginning of the year. We didn't and I say we because I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan. So, right. Um, but hey, yeah, you know, they get in the playoffs, i will going to bet against them. I'm, I'm ready to do that, though. <laughs> <laughs> so just just getting uh, get a Black Peace,
0: if you were a fantasy owner, you had Patrick Mahomes, would you do away with him? Well, I wouldn't say I'd do away. I would definitely wouldn't just release him to free agency. but would you bench him? Oh, I
2: would trade him. Exactly what I would do. I would see the value. He's the perfect trade prop right now, folks. If you have your uh, fantasy football team. That's the guy kind to of trade right now. I know it's late in the season. We're approaching the fantasy football playoffs. Uh, shout out to the top six that are you know uh, playing right now. But uh, yeah, man, we got I, a matchup this week. You definitely got. Yeah, you definitely got to trade Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, in my opinion. I feel like there's yeah, still a little bit that. of. <laughs> I, I still feel like it's a little bit of. Uh, juice left in him pause but I mean it's 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 not worth the person that drafted him if that makes any sense I feel like someone that's desperate out there in your league should be able to pick him up and get you know a little bit of value out of him or what may have you but I think if you're if you're hanging in there it's best to just give him up right now while you're while you're still afloat (laughs) transition well still standing in the
0: AFC in the AFC division I I love the Houston Texans. We have a monumental game coming up this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right now, the Jaguars sit at seven and three. Coach, we need you on the (laughs) podcast. The Texans sit at six and four. We beat them earlier this year. Stepped up. We beat them again. We own. We outright own the tiebreaker, and we take that one seed of the AFC South. Can we pull it off? Like, I feel like obviously I feel like we can. We should. Uh, hold on. I don't know if that game. Do y'all know if that game is at home or on the road? I think we
2: went now for the first game. So it should be at home. So we should be at the crib. I'm not mistaken. That was the first game that the Texans showed their. Uh, that's that first win of the year. I'm not mistaken. Also, that's they that's lost the show to the Ravens' first game of the year. No, no, the first win of the year. I know yeah, that's what I'm saying because they lost to the Ravens their first game and then I think they backdoored and lost to the Colts. Yeah, and then and then
1: and then they won against Jacksonville. Exactly against Jacksonville.
2: So I look at it as a confidence uh going into the game. I like the fact that the way our team is built. They're not, you know, driven off the pass. They're very uh, looking forward for what I notice. Uh they've gone three straight weeks and you know been successful, you know, flaws and all. So, I look at it as, you know, they've done it before, they can do it again around a crowd that's, you know, pushing for them, they never really left their side, went through some struggles with them. Um, the receiver we definitely left their side. I ain't gonna lie to you. I did <laughs> I a I, little, I, 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 I my hand a little bit. And I kept pushing through. It wasn't an easy voyage at all. My fan yeah. went to spam. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, at the end of the day, man, I feel like they're going to be able to do a clean, a clean a clean sweep on these Jaguars, man. Uh, I feel like the biggest threat, I will say, is Mr. Travis Etienne. That's the person I'm worried about. Because last game, he barely, went over. he barely caused a problem against us. I feel like we don't get lucky twice. Our Texans are
0: currently on a three-game, three-game win streak beating Tampa Bay, the Bengals, and Arizona and we play Jacksonville at the crib. not scared of nothing. <sighs> Bruh, 470, 356, 336, three consecutive games throwing well over 300 yards, that being CJ Stroud. And the Jaguars ain't been looking great. They they got it, Molly walked against the 49ers. Yeah, team that can be had for
1: sure.
0: Yeah, One I mean, we already the Beatles, beat them, so it's like... like
1: we know that. With the rookie
0: quarterback and imagine how confident We're in the nice. first skill. We, we got the answers to the test. <laughs> and we own and we've, we we own the record against them all the time as well. Yeah. Answers yeah. to the test. I
1: the test, <laughs> man. And, and I'll go out on the limb and say this. Um the quarterback Trevor Lawrence, man, uh I think it's up for the Bay who's the best quarterback in the FC song, man. So, the Bay, the best. Yeah,
0: man. I, it shouldn't be a, it should man, not it should be, it should be. be the Bay, uh, If they trying to crown CJ currently as an MVP candidate, exactly. he MVP, leading MVP
2: candidate, and Trevor is nowhere near that conversation, yes. that's yeah, right. not a conversation. And it last three years. In fact, yes. Not one year has to been in the conversation. I would agree. Make my case. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not.
1: Bye, sound like a what I'm saying, so yeah, best quarterback in the AFC South. I don't think it's close, United you know. Meets. I haven't seen Trevor wheel and deal like CJ does, being able to process quickly, move off from the first read, second read to the third. Yeah, he's you done time. it, he's done it, yeah. but he has not done it at the level of which you've seen CJ orchestrate an office to where you're like consecutively. Back-to-back-to-back to back to back weeks
2: against tough opponents that we're not winning in spite of you. We're winning Directly because of you but at the same time though. what keeps them hanging in there is that playoff that playoff performance when they came back against the Chargers. That's what kind of keep them up at least. Well, I mean, if at you least until this game If you want your morale up, go play the Chargers. Chargers let, let anybody
1: in every game. They got all the names on defense because, we'll try it, because Brandon Staley is a horrible <laughs> coach he should have been fired last year when he blew a 27-0 lead in the playoffs. How do you your calling card is defense? Cut, cut, cut to the clip. still, I
0: guess why?
2: I have full confidence, like I t- I've told you, and like I've told you from the beginning, I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller and the way that we teach
1: and the way that we scheme, full confidence in that. we got to bring this group together and do it consistently. Okay, and that's where it's at. So you can stop asking that question, okay? I'm going to be calling the defenses, okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again.
0: How do you speak so confidently on a podium about saying that you're gonna maintain the reins to call in the defense when you, bro, 27?
2: Yeah, that's right.
0: 27, bro?
2: That's right, Trevor. <laughs> And then
1: to the top it up, you end up losing the game thirty, what thirty one thirty. So mm-hmm. you scored three points in the second half of that playoff game, and you allow the team to climb back in it with four consecutive scores. Five in the playoffs, without a stop,
2: without a hey line of resistance here. So with that being said, is that kind of like the thing that's keeping Kevin Lawrence afloat in general to the public eye, keeping it from being like I mean banter? He's not we were going just talking about yet. them running up against the Chargers and them
1: being the trip, but it's like you know the Chargers are poverty as well, especially on defense. Um, and it's due to the it's not because of the team and the talent on the team. It's specifically on how they led and how they coach. Football is more than any other sport. Coaching matters. skiing matters. Morale of men matters. Being able to galvanize. A group of men to be able to follow and lead and believe in what you say to be able to pull in one direction it matters. They don't believe him. He's not that guy. When he when you see him talk, he, you get, like Stephen A said on, on first take, man, you just it's much to be desired. It's lackluster. It's almost like it's the uninspiring speech of uh Cowboys head coach, right? uh what's his oh, name? When uh, they opened up? Mike McCartney, you know, it, <laughs> he's <laughs> along that echelon of uninspirational guy, he's not a leader of men. People don't follow you, you're not that guy. So it's like, man, they, they, they'd be better off without him. I think if they made a, a coaching change drastically within the middle of the season, almost like the Raiders did, obviously not that atrocious of a job, but... It's my you man. Right, I think, um no that wasn't even the question, but I, I think it's on the table. But Jaguars, man, not worried about it, we should, we should take care of this. It should be a good game, but I think in the
2: end, too, too much CJ. I know. I say, I'm not even thinking a good game, to be honest with you, man. Like, you think we can back it down again?
1: again? I, I can see that, too. Oh, I'm trying
0: to I, nice. I, I, I don't they think they lay down because just as much as we want that one seed, they want to maintain it just as much. So we always talk about the, the friction and the grind of a game
2: when it's a divisional opponent. Well, we have more weapons, technically, on offense. Technically. Our guys are stepping up, they have Kirk Ingram, and Etienne, yeah, That is, that is it. That is, that is the squad. That's their offensive firepower. I'm
1: gonna lie, Calvin really had over 100 yards. I mean, but he, that's once every game. <laughs> hey,
0: like, I ain't gonna lie to you. When I watched him go off this past Sunday, I was like, ooh, I have an under for next week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I mean, you can, sing, Singletary is actually coming along, whether you know, be, he's only a couple games. But then you got the receiving course. Schultz came up. Dale is in that guy. Uh, I'm saying Nico, Brown. Nico. When Nico Collins was out,
0: got in the mix? Nico Collins went out. <laughs> Noah Brown went off. Noah Brown he went down again this week. Nico Collins came back like ain't nothing left. What then it was Tank Dale. Then was tank it down. was Tank Dale. Like CJ. Like you. There's it's no the taking away a receiver with CJ. That's yeah. what I love about our offense. There's no taking the receiver away from him. Take
1: one away three
0: it. more pop up. pick it. your poison and that's what that's what
1: i'm saying
2: like honestly like i give it to the jaguars but if you're not a texas man you ain't gonna really like this shape of the fly, right? yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> you <gonna> see <laughs> a, Maybe, you're see a lot of bias but it's a lot of truth right now
0: from of uh, going from the south way over to the east coast talking about the new york jets zach wilson being demoted down to the third string quarterback wow uh right now the jets Robert Sala, he uh, said that we're going to bench Zach Wilson, and now they're starting Tim Boyle, and the second-string quarterback, again, won't even be Zach Wilson because he got demoted down to the third-string quarterback. Jets will start Tim Boyle, and then their backup will be Trevor Simeon, and then Zach Wilson will be the third-string quarterback. Has is this the end of Zach Wilson career? And I don't even—I'm not even trying to be that dramatic. But when you just look at the tape, and I he's had time at the time at the time at the time at the time. Is this the end of his career, or does he just need to get to get a fresher start, go somewhere else? Got a fresh start, brother. You got You
1: know. 1st don't get a great defense like that with all those all pros and pro bowls on the other side, with a young budding star wide out Garrett Wilson with the all-world young running back in Brees Hall, you don't get to, even with a revolving door of an O-line, we've seen others make do with probably worse of situations so as far as the O-line is concerned and the talent is there in every other position, so there's no excuse. You're the common denominator of what they're missing. We always say, well, damn, you know, with the Judge I only had a quarterback. Again, even with, I want to say, you know, with people saying, whoa, well, I don't know if any company quarterback would be functional under that. Now, I do want to say this. Nathaniel Hackett is horrible. He is a bad offensive coordinator, and the only reason he has a job right now is because he is friends and cool with Aaron Rodgers. But when Sean uh, Payton made the accurate assessment, and it came off as hating when he said it was probably one of the worst coaching jobs in history, I don't believe that was hyperbole. I believe Nathaniel Hackett, again, his tenure as a head coach was horrific. I don't even know how he spawned to get a job with a what was supposed to be a contending team towards the top of the year with the Jets. But again, you know, um, um, who you know and, and you know definitely trumps what you know, especially in this industry. And nepotism, especially with the white man, don't want to bear the race card, but you know nepotism at that uh, position is unfortunately at an all-time high. You can even look at the head coach of the. Atlanta Falcons um, You know being the son of the founder of FedEx, you know um, so And people would argue, you know, how the hell did he get that job, but you know all that to say, you know man, It's a cold world out here, man it's, just, it's a damn shame, but
2: it's the world we live in. I mean, I feel like I feel like Zach I feel like at the end of the day, man, was, this is a messed up situation. But like they shut it down more than anything else, just off the fact of they didn't give enough energy to Zach to begin with. They thought Aaron Rodgers would be the guy. They thought everything, everything, they thought they had everything in place. Playing itself. That's what they thought coming into it. And when Zach got put in that position, they had to start from scratch. Because they just thought like, oh, this is Aaron Rodgers. He's gotta toss a book at him, he's gonna read, it. he's gonna study. He's gonna make the offense better. regret. Yeah, let's not um, go out and sign a a backup quarterback because literally, sh- surely Aaron at forty years old won't get hurt and will be back. <laughs> but in that's exactly how they college. thought. <laughs> that's exactly how they thought. Though, is, you know, as much as you're making it seem like you know so obvious not to do it, that's what they did. And I mean, literally the first passing play, he's out. So I blame, well, you know, Wilson for you him know, because he has to take responsibility. But at the same time, though, I'm like, I think in a, I think in a high productive offense, I think he'll do be better. I think if he played for the 49ers, he'd do a lot better, personally. That's not gonna happen, because I feel like they're good where they're at. But I think if he was under that kind of system, I think he'd be a lot more better. I just think they, he's just, they don't have, I don't, I don't see that head coach or that coaches that guiding him or, or taking him and putting him in good positions. They are kind of like putting him out there and. They're throwing them out there like a five-year-old. offense with. for no rhythm to it. Again, Nathaniel Hackett is a horrible like, offense. What are you supposed to do with that when you know your quarterback's okay you or bad? Have a job. You should make it to where you, you disguise that scheme. And you can make it to where you're like Garoppolo. To where you <laughs> suck. Because what do like I get? You have a scheme that makes you seem better. Once these
1: <laughs> backups get in <laughs> <laughs> here, it's not going to be a good example. But once these backups get in here and they see how inept they look as well, they're going to be like, well, or maybe he wasn't so bad <laughs> yeah maybe it is a system but because why do we again the only reason that Daniel Hackett is the offensive pair relationship, relationship for the Jets is because of nepotism because of the relationship he has with Aaron Rodgers because he's Aaron Rodgers guy yeah that's it not because he's a good play caller well, because he's a great offensive line.
0: So you're saying you don't believe these backups are going to make Zach Wilson look any less bad? You just feel I, like think I think I think it's, it's going to expose Nick Foles
2: all the more. Pump. And who was that that said? Was it a person that said that uh, Zach Wilson is a good quarterback? Like I'm not saying he's an expert, but a guy that's on the field and goes against him giving his opinion, as you know, despite what the win, lose, or draw. I mean, I got to take that a little more serious. Like he says, a "Good quarterback." I mean, he sees something that says like he has potential, but. Come on, everybody knows it's more than just the quarterback out there on the field, it's the coordinators, it's the head coach, it's the relationship with receivers, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So they like I said I, I, I don't know, man. I just feel like Zach, I'm not thinking he's a, a a the best quarterback, I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I just think that he's better than what they're displaying. Because he's what? They got like four wins, right? Three, four wins? Three? Uh, the, yeah, I wanna say they just got like at least three to four wins. Four. Like four or six. I mean at the end of the day, if it's on anybody else's record, you'd be like, oh, that's not bad. But due to the fact that it's Zach Wilson, he's getting a lot of ridicule for it. Hell, a lot of teams wouldn't even shut down after 4-6. Like, like I get he's had some bad games, but damn, 4-6 is shutting down.
0: I, like,
2: Tanking? Like, I mean, like, like, that's,
0: my, that's crazy. The pieces I've been trying to put to the puzzle with the Jets is like, how much time do you realistically think you got with Aaron Rodgers? Cause in my mind, this was supposed to be. I feel like maybe had he not got injured, maybe he got like a solid two left mm-hmm. before like he just rides off into the sunset.
3: Yeah,
0: and it's like, bro. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was my phone. Oh yeah. Uh, shout out to Kevin Durant. Shout out to Kevin Durant, man.
2: Kevin Durant.
0: Cash and our brother Shanghai is a man, for the honey bun, dog. Shout out to KD for showing up. Four picks it live. Y'all don't get to see it when we are uh, remote. Be his own, but I mean we could put it right there. Show the people our brother is cashing. I don't know how the focus looking, but you see quadruple, quadruple bean dreams, quadruple bean dreams. Hey, hey, hey. Eat your green beans, eat your, green <laughs> eat your, eat your veggies. veggies. Huh? <laughs> along, eat your veggies, man. Um, help but no, my, that, help you. that's what I've been trying to figure out with the Jets, dog. It's just like, bro, how it's it seems like they are trying to. Build around Aaron Rodgers as if he' about to get him another ten years. Am I the only one feel that way? That's it. how I feel I personally. Even when he got there, i like, "My
1: God, Aaron! I'm like, I hey, got two years in this match. He don't Brett Favre tool y'all. I'm like, right, y'all don't get it. I know y'all ain't never, y'all ain't used to having
2: shit. So you don't really understand
1: this what's going on. More Aaron
2: Rodgers on. than y'all. Yeah, this is actually all about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> This is a break far with the
1: detour to Minnesota tour. This is that. <laughs> what you thought you was going to get, you thought you was going to get a 2020 20 Tom Brady story. Mm-hmm. What you find out is. Everybody ain't Tom. Everybody ain't Tom. Everybody ain't man. Everybody ain't Tom. Birdie, everybody, don't everybody, ain't Tom but everybody don't bat. No, but but you know, we live in a copycat league, man, so they try to replicate, often duplicate, but they can't. Emulate. Come
2: on, man. <laughs> Four and six. That's, I'm I'm, I'm disappointed. The Jets, man four, and six, me, man. four and
1: six. Because Nathaniel Hackett is bad at football. Damn. That's and if he called plays from the coaching box. say it best. Do he call plays from the coaching huh? box?
2: Huh? Oh, he probably do. Nathaniel. Oh no way. He on the sideline. What that boy uh, Rico said in the paid fool? Put your skirt down, bitch. <laughs> mean, four and six is doable. Put your skirt down. And he's. Literally, like he's actually won a few games for them. Like, I'm not, I'm confused. I mean, he's not the best. He's not even top 10, 15. I will give you that. The third. Oh. The, uh, <laughs> That's pretty. The third. And then the Chiefs are struggling. And enough, for the, enough for the Chiefs. I mean, you may not catch, catch them. You're not. You're For the Chiefs. The receivers.
1: receiver. Because <laughs> <laughs> defense, you may. the defense has been amazing. I will take it. Patrick has That's been That's The receivers <laughs> have been famous. They have
2: been literally bottom of the league. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, I, With the Jets, who's the everything, that. I mean, you, you really. You guys. Depended <laughs> on Jennifer to be standing on business? Bro, they have been. The, but you, you I mean. That defense
0: has been standing upon mountains. I mean, of business. business is a thing. Like.
2: <laughs> I mean, like. I mean, like. I
1: was, I'm optimistic on that. It's, I ain't gonna lie. Nobody's been looking like he finally got those old guys that they were paying a lot of money off that defense, i.e., Frank Clark now. Yeah. And now I look at them. They look like they're ready to make noise, or they've been making noise. They've been opportunistic. They've been. Uh, the bills. Man, they've been turning the, the ball up been. at a really high rate the last three, four games. Well, and then Russell Wilson has. Been playing some good quarterback, man, a very high, one of the top uh, QBRs in the league. Um, yeah. I think all and the top right. uh, touchdown to interception ratios. I think he leads the league in touchdown to interception ratio now. With CJ throwing through three picks.
0: You know, they got the Raiders too. Like, that's AFC, AFC East, you got uh, with the Jets you have Dolphins, Bills, Jets, Patriots. They're number three right now at four and six. Bills at six and five. Dolphins at seven and three.
2: Okay, so you saying they can't catch the Bills? Make a difference. They can't the Bills. catch. The, okay, that's fine. I, like you said. Say that Say that, say that uh, <laughs> name again. Oh God. That's pitiful. Darnell, I know you was
0: harping on the four and six, the four and six, the four and six is extremely possible. Nobody's catching the Texans. Whether whether or not we get the one seed in the AFC, we making the playoffs. Let's just start there. Right? Let's <laughs> start there. Let's just start there at the six seed in the playoffs. Right after that, uh, as of today, you have the Steelers at six and four, who could very easily they just fired their OC, so their team could start to struggle. The Bills at six and five. The Colts at five and five. The Broncos at 5-5, the Bengals, they no longer have Joe Burrow at 5-5, the Raiders at 5-6. I could see them possibly catching some more, man. We just talked about Brandon Staley and the Los Angeles Chargers at 4-6, and And then right then and there, you had the Jets at 4-6. I don't really think it's gonna happen because as Isaac said, these backups are just going to expose and they you hack it. So <laughs> they gonna, <laughs> <laughs> gonna really make a run. But that's and that's a picture in terms of like their road to possibly try to
2: steal a a, a wild card spot. Um I'm thinking they won three or two games. Man, y'all better wake up and play some football. Man. Uh Isaac and Taking away our fandom as Texans
0: fans and like not liking how the situation ended. Well, not just Deshaun Watson, but from getting rid of JJ Wyatt to getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins and just watching Bill O'Brien just single handedly tear the organiz- organization apart. Um, Darnell harped on this highly early, yo. This is the end. It's a wrap for Deshaun Watson. This is the wrap, and I was just like, bro, hold on, like, let him knock the rust off. Let's see, how, you know, who do who, who, like, what's what's going to come with him knocking the rust off, getting back into game, uh, game shape, game speed, and so forth. Hasn't played this great football after not playing for like nearly a two, two years. years. Um, played the last four or five games last year, and you know, dealt with injuries throughout this year now ends the season uh, with a season ending shoulder surgery. I feel like on his thorn arm, I now feel like the shoulder surgery may really take default out of the game to like being at his top tier prime level when he was with the Houston Texas. Mm. Do you feel that way or do you
1: wanna still give him more time? I was um I was afraid when I when I heard the news because all I thought about was you know shoulder surgery when Cam had this shoulder issue. Then I thought about Drew Brees but Drew Brees actually made it miraculous comeback. He had a rotator cuff tear, which is probably arguably worse um, in regards to the throwing motion. But I think he had a break of a bone in the shoulder, which I'm not so much more worried about because a bone will heal you know what I mean? But if it was something actually within the rotator's cup that inhibited motion, the throwing motion like that, I probably would be concerned. But I think him being able to get at least half a season under his belt and knock that rest off, I think, it's nothing like real live reps, bro. So it's really, he's actually getting to play a full, he played a full season, I think with kind of like the games he played last year and then kind of you know, the the amount of games we played this year kind of amounted up to a full season. So, I think coming into next year, because you're not going to go in a different direction. You literally have too much money and you want to prove yourself right. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, if you're an organization in the Browns, you want to prove yourself right, Hey, we are going to stick by. Deshaun, the players in the locker room love him. Um, contrary to popular belief, right? They, they rally around him. So, he'll definitely get another chance when he come back. I don't know if it's the end. Um, I just think it's another trial and tribulation in, in, in the in the life of D Doug Fo. Right on, right on, Uh Beautiful people
0: in the building. We're now at full strength, uh three of us in the flesh, minus one, but nonetheless, our brother Spirit is here with us via zone. I am Sedacious in the building. at the people. We celebrating being in person and our hundred plus episode finally 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 I'ma hit the LeBron like he did the other night.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah man how at the fuck with that. It's just you
0: on mute too.
3: Good afternoon. Good evening. Uh good morning depending on where you are chiming in from the world. It's the one and only and I just want to say thank you so much again like I always do. We really appreciate it. And I also want to wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving. And um, like my pastor said, man, it's a blessing in the dressing. So Mm -hmm. you know, that's that.
0: Uh, Real quick, Sebastian, we want to get your takes before uh, our uh, production system goes out on you. Your Cowboys—they're seven and three. Are you? You know what? I don't know if you may be, like, the most hated Cowboys fan because you, like, really don't be, like, fanboying out, at least I believe. I feel like you always try to keep things in this proper perspective. And with that, is there anything to hang your hat on in regards to a win over the Carolina Panthers? Shout out to your defense, by the way, helping me out in
3: fantasy. No, not at all. Um, not one bit. Our next big game will be Philly, and luckily that'll be at home for us. And if we can beat Philly, that'll be momentum to take into Christmas Eve, playing Miami. And if we can beat Philly and Miami, I feel good going to the playoffs. Like, really good. But that's if we can get that Philly game, which is after the Commanders next week, and then yeah, going into Miami. Because if we beat Philly, there's no way we don't beat Miami.
0: So we talked, this was our first topic uh, when we started the show. Patrick Mahomes, if you are a fantasy owner and you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, do you get rid of Patrick Mahomes solely based off the fact not of his production and his capability, but because his receiving core is making it extremely difficult for him to be the great Patrick Mahomes?
3: Never. I don't think there's no, there's no world where I give up Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry. It's just, it's, I don't care. He, he and, and really, I feel like if you take away Travis Kelsey, we really start to see Mahomes go into that Brady-esque category where you just make everybody around you good. I think right now Travis Kelsey is a little bit of a crutch for him. And Tyree Hill was kind of a crutch for him. But, you know, he had Travis Kelsey. And so have a Travis Kelsey still dependable as he is, you could you could live with Kadarius Toney dropping three dropping three balls pause. But yeah, I never in no world do I give Patrick Mahomes up because even if he loses the rest of these games, he's gonna give you good production in the fantasy.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> Yeah, man, uh, okay, uh, what else was the hot topic for us before they just got on for football? Oh, Zach Wilson being demoted down to the third string quarterback. <laughs> do, you do you feel like Zach Wilson, this is the end of his career, or do you feel like he needs a second chance and another with another team?
3: I think if he does get that second chance, he gonna need the development from somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like if the Jets demote him to third string.
1: In this ain't grade school, bro. Where you just get the, get 17 years of this. So if you ain't getting in the first three or four. Seven year fresh, I mean, seven year senior. Yeah, Get your Canadian ready. Get your knee ready. You ready to wow. play some arena football
2: league?
1: <laughs> Man, try that Canadian baseball ball something, bro. Because you you ain't going to do it much longer here. USFL, whatever. Semi-pro, red league. <laughs> Intramural. Intramural. <laughs> YMCA, whatever, bro. Not NFL. No. <laughs> Sorry. You ain't getting no second chance, bro. nobody. Nobody seen three years of that was like, you know what? We're going to get that a chance. <laughs> if he had some, you know, if he had an even better defense with even better no. I'm sorry, Nathaniel Hackett has ruined another career. I'm sorry, but he was terrible before Nathaniel Hackett got there, so it probably ain't Nathaniel Hackett. He just probably just sucked. That's just where, we,
0: where do you think would be an ideal second chance landing spot for Zach Wilson?
3: No, There's nobody who's going to go out and put up anything for him with his resume. You know, it's just, he needs, I, I don't ever see a time where Zach Wilson took a development year. You know what I mean? It's like, there's no way that y'all developed him good enough when y'all was trying to go get Aaron Rodgers. Like, there, there's no way. I'm be a development. Who else
1: would you want him to sit behind? And mind you, I did make the comparison to Zach Wilson. When B got drafted, we had a tape. I said that he he resembled Aaron Rodgers at BYU, his BYU tape. Obviously, that is not translated into the league, but you know what I mean? Um, ideally, right, you would want him to sit behind somebody like Aaron Rodgers and soak up the game and the knowledge, but again, you could say you got an
0: entire offseason with dude. What is there to show for? Nothing.
1: Because you still make the same decisions that you once did. You don't okay.
3: push the ball down the field. I mean, did, and Mike White showed up Zach Wilson last, last year. They, they, they cut Mike White.
1: Right. Mike White was a very formidable. Nah,
3: I ain't gonna lie. Said, I think Mike White would have been perfect.
1: He would have been able to step in and I think they would have rallied around young Mike. Mama, yeah, man. I, mama looked I don't know. They probably
3: did to be call him right
1: now. He <laughs> said, hey. Hey Mike. <laughs> mm. You yeah, done look good. Uh-oh. I do. Yeah. Game time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: our brother's I am Sedacious. Uh, make sure you follow him at I Am Sedacious. <laughs> Uh, shout out to brother for making sure he can get in on this episode. Uh, we're going to cross over to the uh, NBA now. I'm going to say we talked a little bit about him last week. Uh, last week, but I'm bringing him up again because his play is just like, literally like, just decreased. Jordan Poole.
1: What is happening with Jordan? What do y'all think is happening with Jordan Poole? You are getting the primary defender, you're not that guy. You're the product of a system that had the greatest shooter ever, the second greatest shooter ever that were in their primes. And then you have, uh, you know, a former defensive player of the year on your team and probably one of the top five head coaches in NBA history and Steve Kerr. Um, so, yeah, you're not getting the fourth best defender on the team anymore. You're getting the most stout defender on the perimeter and you just come to find out and realize The Wizards are actually a horrible organization with no direction and no cornerstone pieces to build for the future, number one. And then number two, Jordan Poole, you ain't that dude, bro. You ain't, even with Ruby Rose in the building. You could even <laughs> chuck up attempts, you sorry. I, that's, that's what I really believe, bro, and I just think you fraudulent. You sold a lot of people at the beginning of the year, I hate trying to put you in the freaking new quail,
2: because surely it'll go four out of five. You're horrible. I feel like at the end of the day, this is what happens. See, everybody thought that the, the being drafted to a championship caliber team is always a great thing, good start to your career. It could be crippling. Crippling in the fact that you think winning comes by easy, you think, you know, the NBA is such an easy thing to do. That's what happened with Jordan Poole to a certain extent. He had excellent coaching, excellent teammates, championship teammates. And he started getting his big head, obviously. That's why the Draymond Green altercation situation happened. That's why you've been seeing all these, uh, these plethora of Jordan Poole videos and memes just from this season. And it's only been 12 to 15 games in one season already. And he's already got more. He has more memes than games, which is pretty damn bad. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, you know, when you put a, I think he was better off if he didn't go to the Golden State Warriors. Cause I think that just pumped up his head. He got a championship within so many, so many years, that went straight to his head, and now he feels like he's the guy. He's on record in a in a timeout saying that this is his team, and the world knows that. He's doing a piss-poor job. So he's actually Kyle Kuzma's team. Very much a like... But. <laughs> <laughs> The colleague, you know, they just Bank says the back and say, Sure, son, uh, sure it is, bro. Sure it is, bro. <laughs> you made sure to get paid more than me, but that's about it. Yeah, that's I got called the shots. Literally, I, uh, I'm i getting the ball with He's definitely a more consistent
1: player than Jordan Poole is, so that, that's a fair and accurate statement right
0: now. Talking about where Jordan Poole came from, that being the Golden State Warriors. When you look at the Golden State Warriors this year, there's a stat going around talking about Stephen Curry has more made three-point field goal attempts than the Warriors have just collectively as a whole as a team. That's horrible. That's (laughs) that's (laughs) horrible.
2: (laughs) That beats that man's ego.
0: Are the Warriors going to make the playoffs. I know we're not even 20 games in, but like... Is that stat concerning that, enough to be like,
1: are the Warriors even going to be like a top-tier championship? This is the team end of the Warriors' dynasty, and I, I knew that championship, that fourth one, was going to be the last one. Um, I didn't think it would be off a cliff like this because, quite literally, Clay and Draymond seem to have fallen off a cliff, along with Andrew Wiggins. Bro, but, that's the story. This is like, where's Chip the running team. mate? Oh, watch, wow, she does
0: not have one. Um, you would think Wiggins would be like the would be just enough to like match what Clay is lacking with being another perimeter two-way defender, being able to get it done uh, on the offensive end and be able to guard the best player. Wiggins has just like not played great to start the season. However, with the wisdom of a veteran NBA player and Patrick Beverly, I remember him talking about this on his podcast this past summer. Basically saying like, hey, you have to give guys a chance to get in rhythm in the beginning of the season. Some guys don't have their legs under them, you know, your body has to go back into, you know, the constant travel, so on and so forth, playing every other night, um, etc. 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 And for some guys it takes certain guys longer than others to just really get back in their full game rhythm getting their legs underneath them so on and so forth. I don't know if that would be a form- formidable excuse for Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins. Um, we know Draymond had surgery in the middle of the season and now we'll talk about him choking out Rudy Gobert later on, <laughs> but the Warriors of the team has just been off to a, her- uh, a horrendous slow start. However, I do believe I mean, well, I I don't think we came into the season expecting Chris Paul to make a dramatic impact on the team. However, I think he is all the more carving out the point guard mantle when you look at what he's been doing coming off the bench for the Golden State Warriors. However, if Andrew Wiggins isn't playing his best basketball, I don't think the Golden State Warriors stand a chance because it's just going to be empty calories by... Stephen Curry averaging 30 and them going home,
2: you know, maybe maybe making a play-in tournament if they get that far. I mean the, the most best and most enthusiastic players on the team are Kamunga, Kaminda, uh What's his name, Looney, crazily crazily said enough and Chris Paul, those are the three best other warrior players by the stats about by gameplay that they have. It's and that's 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 pitiful. It should not be those. It should be obviously Clay, Wiggins, and Dre. That's but those are the other three that are actually being consistent or being dominant. I think Looney's getting over eight eight rebounds, around three or four assists, which is great for a big man not being a star and getting around eight or eight or nine eight to ten points, which is like I said, what his role is. That is beautiful. is uh, coming off the bench, probably getting around fourteen points. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe fifteen. Um, and getting like around six, seven rebounds. Like I said, not bad, but you know, like I said, it could be another player stepping up doing better. And like I said, you Chris Paul. Could be around, 12 points this season. 12 points off the bench. And, and that's just, that's consistent. sadly. exactly. Like that's, that's who you are when he comes off the bench, you're expecting, okay, we got some offense coming off, at least off the bench. And then yeah, Chris Paul is getting around eight to nine assists a game at his late years in his career with a brand new team that already has playmakers. So it's just like, that's just, I don't know man, I, I, I'm that, that alone, that's that alone in my opinion. The fact that those are the guys that are really showing up, Brad at the end of the season, it's, it's pitiful. It's, Clay. I didn't want to believe it, but it's done. Draymond is only <laughs> as good, he's <laughs> only as good as the, the players that he plays with. Mm. Like he's not going to be able to like drag anybody out of, if you're a good, he's going to be able to keep you good. He's literally a glue, like the definition of a glue player, he's, that's what he does. He doesn't think people think he's defensive, he's this, he's that, like no. He knows how to be that glue to a team that needs the glue to be there. So, like I said, I thought that glue is running loose, is loosening up. <laughs> Yeah, so that adhesive is wearing down. Yeah, it definitely is wearing down. So i just say like, that, like you said, it, it's coming crashing down, man. Uh, I don't believe. I personally don't believe in it, at least not at this stage of the season. It's a wrap. So far, it's a wrap. It's stay Warriors. Curtains.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Curtains. Uh, a team who I think could be scary when we talk about, you know, how the to Golden to State Warriors are struggling. A team that I think is not even playing their best basketball, but they currently are. Right now, at the, ten, at the two seed or tie for the two seed, is the Milwaukee Bucks. They're at ten and four. Giannis looks like he's taking a lot of things personal right now. Um, obviously, you lose Drew, so one of the things that I notice is they don't have a strong perimeter defensive presence. Guards are like torching them. Um, however, right now they're at ten and four, and I, I like how Dame has went into a role of. I could be a sniper at any given moment, but he's also been able to facilitate, um, and so I really like I, I like the book's trajectory, especially with Giannis like turning again into Giannis at this particular point, where we're at 15, 16 games roughly, in uh, at this point, the week of Thanksgiving, um, Lakers. I personally believe. What's going on with the Lakers right now is a shame because we're looking at LeBron have to average 30 to win. About
1: to drop 30 tonight. <laughs> <laughs> way long way. Uh, what Um
0: LeBron said earlier this week or yesterday when I saw it, it's him against farther time. And... When you look at how the team is constructed, or what LeBron LeBron has had to do to keep them in games early in November, it's almost as if the team is pushing him further and further into Father Time, as opposed to trying to delay his inevitable face-to-face with Father Time. Um, die Laker fan is a—that's my perspective. Like, I, 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 it's LeBron. We're gonna respect him and praise him until he. Even long after he retires, he's gonna get forty thousand points. He's gonna average thirty. That's great, been there, done that. But in terms of longevity of in terms of the main goal being the championship at the end of the season, are you impressed with what the Lakers
1: are making LeBron have to do? Am I impressed? No, because we I am impressed because to still do it at almost thirty nine. Not for LeBron's sake, though. But that's what I'm saying. I'm okay. Like, I'm
0: not asking, are you impressed with LeBron? I'm saying, as the Lakers as a whole, are you
1: impressed with what they've been doing? No, because Anthony Davis ain't the best player on the team yet, and LeBron has literally been trying to pass this torch to Anthony Davis for at least three to four years now, and every year LeBron seems like oh, I still. Have. <laughs> And I know you're thinking that, but it's like, we want Anthony Davis to be this guy. I just don't know if he's consistently able to give you what you look looking, for. because it's, you looking for LeBron-like production out of AD is never gonna happen. So we need to stop setting the standard for him at the stars and maybe say it at the clouds. At some way we point, get let down. Yeah, at us. some point, you have to
0: stop expecting AD to be somebody he sh- who he showed you he is not. If somebody shows you the
1: who they are,
0: <laughs> and you're the crazy one, after a while, believe them. <laughs> well, the the do y'all dollars
2: worth. Apparently, that's that's they They Want they won't think that money's worth. Man, I contract signs, would suggest that he needs to be the best player in the league. And that's what they're to they expect from him. And he's not showing up. He's not giving what they paid for. That's exactly what's happening. I mean at the end of the day, like you pay good money for something. You're gonna try your best to get, you're gonna you're not just gonna give up on it easily. And that's what the legs are going through right now. And personalized if they overpay for something, they overpaid for it. It's like it's like with flat screen TVs. They thinking, oh man, this is about to be the best flat screen TV ever. It's like three thousand dollars. You just wait a couple years, bro. It's gonna be worth 300. Like, that's exactly what happened. Like, that value of AD just went down so fast, it just, it just was it was it made your head spin. But I mean, the injuries alone should have gave you a, a foreshadow of what was going to happen. That's what confused me when everybody so hyping up AD, It's like I get he's a great talent. But God, guy's like the guy can't stay healthy, save his life. What makes you think it's going to happen when he goes to LA? When they, when LA depends on stars. Like they're not. There would never be a team that just like oh, let's get a whole bunch of role players. let just. You know, get 20 each or 15 each, that's fine. No, we, exactly need to Come on. we need somebody that's dominant. Somebody that's coming out there putting up 30 or 40 a night. Like, you want the you range, he somebody. I mean, look at the stars of, of past for them. Shaquille O'Neal. Like, they all put up 25 plus games almost every year. That's A B they need. And ABs is just, they're, they're squeezing as much as they can. It's just not there. Sorry, it's not there.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it being a prisoner of the moment to say the Houston Rockets could make the
1: playoffs this year? Bro, Texans then the Rockets? Top ten. Top ten uh, team in defensive efficiency. Uh veteran leadership with uh Fred Van Fleet, a championship caliber point guard. Um who has made an all-star game? Um, shout out to Fred, Wichita State alum, shout out to my boy Durrell. Wichita State legends, but I don't think it's far-fetched, man. Uh, I really don't. Um, they have great coaching, a defensive-minded head coach, and you see them come in on that side of the ball. Jalen Green is coming into his own, and the um, baby Joker, looking like the real <laughs> deal this year, man. They let him spread his wings. Jabari Smith looked like he took a step um, in the right direction. Looks like he's developing just nicely, man. We, I like our not, uh, our young core. I don't think, you talk talking about playing seed, I think they can be a top six seed, so. Currently sitting at eight and eight,
0: and everything Sean or all said, uh, with a win-now win, a win now mentality type coaching, email you docker, and especially, obviously, him wanting to prove himself to be like, Yo, I, you know, no matter where y'all put me, I'm still email you darker. I can still make something happen, no matter the, 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 the deck that the you try trying to build me. Uh, I feel like y- you would also have a unanimous belief that the Eastern workers can make the playoffs. Same Single. Same woman, <laughs> no said. <laughs> Same <with laughs> no said. Beautiful people, we're gonna wrap up this uh, special edition episode. Uh, I know, I always tell y'all, thank y'all sincerely for taking the time out to listen to us and share us and talk to us and so on and so forth. But here on camera in this moment, talking to you sedations, so uh, even though you uh, logged out, uh, as well as you, Darnell, you, Isaac, my brothers, sincerely from the depths of my heart and my soul, thank y'all sincerely, thank y'all sincerely for y'all commitment. I know this shit ain't been easy. Uh, I know we've all, life, had all had life, been life and honest, but I don't take y'all time, nor y'all commitment for grand, man. Uh, and I'm gonna do everything in me to see to it that, uh this plays out for us in the long haul, man. So I sincerely appreciate y'all. And I love y'all
3: for y'all commitment, man. Thank
0: y'all. Yahtzee! And we out! Thank you, beautiful people, for listening to this episode. Um, make sure you follow at Sean Hart Izzo, at Emacs Stacks, at Black, period, peace, and our brother, at I Sedacious, man.
3: Love you, beautiful people, and happy holidays. We will see you next week.